I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. You might ask, do we have enough room on the range for all of the redeemable communists to join us? And to that I say, hey, is the Pope Catholic? I don't know, but we're going to find out. It's high noon for Friday, August 6th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is www.cancelcouture.com. If your browser's not working, shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 198th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist, dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who was overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You felt so comfortable with your position in life that you did not bother to lift a finger when the two greatest crises of your life occurred simultaneously. You didn't bother getting the information that you would need to conduct your life successfully. You relied on the television to tell you what to think and what to say. And who to attack. But what happens if you're wrong, commies? You see, you commies, the ones who receive all their information from the television, and I'm talking here about the most privileged people in the world. People so privileged and so comfortable that massive worldwide life-changing crises were not quite enough to get you to consider whether or not the television might be wrong. And the television is wrong on purpose because the television has goals and it's not to make you smart, commie. The people on television, or at least the people telling the people on television what to say, they know that they are right now on the losing side in an information war. And they are desperately trying to take back control. And the way they're doing that is by trying to scare the living shit out of every communist out there so that the communists themselves who are watching the television will get off their butts and go outside and oppress some Americans. That's their goal. They have no chance, no other chance of winning this information war, which obviously expands well beyond information. There's no other chance than to get the society at large 
to go along with and support the systematic elimination of well over half this country from society, if not from the planet altogether. And the crazy and sad thing is that so many of the commies watching television are more than happy to go do that because they think the biggest problems in their lives are not this hoax of a pandemic response and everything that follows from that. And it's not the overwhelming evidence that a fake president is pretending to be a real president and lead the country. It's not a stolen election. It's the people that don't agree with them. Isn't it amazing, commies? Like, I think even maybe some commies who have not yet become redeemable can understand this. Isn't it crazy that every single one of your problems is caused by the people you disagree with? Right? Coronavirus? It's not the CCP's fault. It's not the public health community's fault. It's Trump supporters' faults. Because they don't wear their masks. But hey, commies, you don't wear your masks either, except when you think you might be around Trump supporters. You voted for someone who was mentored by a former Grand Kleagle and Exalted Cyclops of the KKK. You did that. You're now forcing segregation on the population based on vaccination, you say. But it turns out that the portion of the black population in America who are fully vaccinated is only 28%. So who are you segregating, Kami? And it turns out that now we have proof of something I talked about a few months ago. There's actual FOIA documents from Judicial Watch that the University of Pittsburgh, and I'm sure other places as well, are harvesting the organs of live, still living, aborted babies. That's just a fact now, okay, that you have to wrestle with. And they have quotas, racial quotas. They want 25% at least to be black. What's the black population in America? It's 12 or 13%. So they want double representation. And there have been 30 plus million black babies aborted since Roe versus Wade. And you talk about how you want to help the blacks, the people of color, while you continue to vote for candidates like the man mentored by the Klansmen and these communists in all the Democrat cities and all the Democrat states around the country who continue to fail the very communities you're telling the world you're saving personally. And you think that the problem with race in America is the Trump supporters. But you also combine that group of Trump supporters with people who don't get vaccinated, right? Because if you're anti-vax, you must be a Trump supporter too. So that means that 72% of the black community are Trump supporters, therefore the bad people, therefore the people who are causing the race problem in America. How's that work, Kami? 
How does it work? I know you can't explain anything because you don't know anything. And you're very proud of the very little you know. You see what's on the television. You memorize all of it. You assume that because they're saying it, somebody responsible and intelligent must have researched it at some point. So it doesn't matter. CNN would never say anything wrong, like not without researching it. Maybe it's just a difference of opinion, right? No, no, there's no one and nothing behind any of it. All of it is wrong. All of it is wrong. And we can prove it to you. Not that you'll listen and not that you will respond to proof. That's kind of the thing about being a brainwashed, child-brained communist who is so comfortable in their own lives and in their position in society that they never actually have to think about whether or not they're wrong. And that's how we got here, Kami. I know it's unfortunate, and I know you don't want to admit it, because that's going to hurt your self-image, and it might even hurt your public image. But if you cared so much about that, maybe you should have thought about what you were doing when you started promoting mandatory vaccines for children and you started telling everyone that it was a big lie. Election fraud is a big lie. Even though you watched all your candidates on the Democrat communist side tell you exactly how election machines could be infiltrated. And even though you yourself spent four years Pretending that Donald Trump was not elected by the people. Well, Kami, you're going to find out a whole lot of things in very short order, and none of them are going to make you look good. You are running out of time, Kami. For the good of your own psyche, if not your eternal soul. You might want to spend some time this weekend thinking about where you went wrong. Because you still do have time. But once the truth comes out and everyone knows the truth, you're going to be playing a big game of catch up. And there's going to be a whole lot of people that aren't interested in your apologies. And if you're in Hollywood, if you're an actor or a musician or an influencer, if you're one of those people and you've been getting paid or maybe just doing it for free, but you've been literally promoting the oppression of half this country for years now. Who do you think is ever, ever going to pay you to be a public figure ever again? You got to understand, Kami. You got to understand what's coming. I know you don't know what it's like to have a society hate you because you never actually had to stand for anything, right? You kind of just do whatever society says. And so they can't hate you because everybody is like you, right? So comfortable. What happens when the truth comes out and you're behind it? What are you going to say? You're going to catch up to it? You're going to run as fast as you can? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't know. Nobody told me. Everybody told you, Kami. Everybody told you. I told you. I told many of you to your faces. But I was the problem. Remember that? You know how you're always wrong about the problem? That's what happens. And what are you going to do when you find out 
that the election fraud is not your only problem. How's it going to go then, Kami? I'm glad I'm not in your brain. But you can get out of it. And if you want to get out of it, all you have to do is leave all the stupid and evil communist ideas behind, migrate on back to America, and make yourself redeemable. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Friday high noon welcome to all the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome to the show. This is my welcoming voice. I'm so glad you finally turned up. Just in the nick of time. Don't know how you found the show. Maybe you realized, hey, my brain is breaking. Maybe I'm wrong. And then you just gravitated toward me. Like I got a tractor beam on you. And if that's the case, hey, it's going to be okay. You're welcome here. You will have to spend the next, I would say, 47 or so minutes listening to me say a lot of things that you don't like. But it's not personal, Kami. I know you didn't get where you are right now, all on your own. And if it feels personal, hey, I'm sorry, but there's nothing I can do. You know, I tried to be nice. I tried. For months and months and months, until I got taken off of social media, of course, for saying too many true things in front of too many blue checkmark celebrity communists. But we are where we are. And you see, the thing is, commies, you lost an information war. And if you can't tell, I don't know why. Okay. What happens when you lose an information war? You don't feel the effects right away. You just start feeling insane. Like no one believes me anymore. No one believes me anymore. And that's what the media is going through. And that's what Joe Biden's going through. And that's what Nancy Pelosi is going through. And that's what all of the global communists out there preaching their build back better agenda. That's what they're all going through. That's why they are acting crazier and crazier and crazier. They are pulling out all the stops. They are bringing all the fear they can bring to bear on the American population and honestly, the world population. This is happening everywhere. And hey, I know you commies know absolutely nothing about geopolitics and have no idea what's going on in any other country, no matter how much you say you travel to experience other cultures. Oh, I'm sure you do. It's happening around the world and people are understanding it. And the freak out that is coming from the global communist sources of power is not something that you can ignore. It's there. You see it on the nightly news. If you can read someone's face, which is, you know, one of the nice things about not wearing masks. You can see their fear. You can see their panic. You can see their dishonesty. They wear it on their faces on the nightly news. Look at these people. Honestly, look at Jen Psaki up there every day, just embarrassing herself, just absolutely clowning herself. She is one of the most dyed in the wool communists in this country, and she is getting obliterated every day. 
And every single person in our society would be able to realize that in two seconds, except for the fact that there is an entire entertainment and media culture built up to convince you that she's not embarrassing herself. And she's actually like doing the air snaps in Z formation and doing that strange neck thing (laughs) or just sticking out her lizard tongue over and over again. So weird. There are people that write articles about how powerful and strong Jen Psaki is and what an amazing source of truth she is. That's propaganda, commies. All your heroes are falling apart in real time in public and you can't see it somehow. That should concern you because reality only goes in one direction. And the perception of reality has diverged. You all think that everyone else is trapped in some different timeline. We're on some different plane. We can't perceive reality. Why? Oh, we're too dumb to understand what's going on in our friendships, in our families, in our communities, in our country. No, commies, that's you. That's why you find yourselves defending absolute immorality all the time. You tell each other, oh, yeah, they passed that policy. Well, yeah, okay, I guess they're totally uh, taking away people's rights, but it's not ours. And those people totally deserve it. You guys are making that argument and thinking you're fighting for justice and science while doing it. Hey, commies, here's the thing about science. Science doesn't need anyone to defend it, okay? Because if it's right, if it maps onto reality, you can pretty much explain it to anyone and they will understand, even, even if it's counterintuitive. That's how smart people actually are. They literally teach the scientific method to children. I was taught that in elementary school in junior high. I took chemistry in eighth grade. I understand. Everybody understands, commies. You guys think you have a claim on science because you worship the science. Because what you really care about is scientism. That's the religion. And it's actually worse than that because the science doesn't say what the science says. Think about that one for a while, commies. What you're really doing is constantly delegating your own intellectual and moral thinking to other people, false authorities, the experts. And you haven't ever thought, oh, hey, you know what? Maybe I need to go with what I know rather than what the television tells me the experts say. You have questions, Kami, don't you? Don't you understand that there have been inconsistencies the entire time? And I'm going light on it, obviously. But don't you understand that? Haven't you ever wanted to ask Anthony Fauci a question and be like, hey, you know, 
I know you said masks didn't work and then they did work and then you need to wear two of them. But now you said that if you got vaccinated, you didn't need to wear any. But now you say they do. And am I supposed to wear one or two? And exactly how do these things work? Because, you know, I can see my breath when it comes out of these. I can blow smoke through them. Like what size is the virus and how exactly is this mask helping me? And if the mask isn't helping me, then how is it helping everyone? And if it's not helping everyone, then why are we being told to tell everyone else to wear it? You must be asking yourself that at some point, right, Kami? And you just assume that the authorities know that they wouldn't lie to you or that you're better safe than sorry. Oh, well, hey, you know, I, I can't get to the truth on this. So I guess just better safe than sorry. Better listen to the television. I wouldn't want to put anyone else in danger while you promote the segregation of entire populations, including the black population, which is going to be feeling the effects of vaccine segregation the worst. And why is that, Kami? It's because you did it. It's because you did it. Now, there's this video going around today. It's a uh, supercut of all of these members of the Democrat Communist Party talking about how they would not or should not take a vaccine that was developed under Donald Trump. So listen to this. And I want to talk about what it is to lose an information war. I think it's going to be a very skeptical American public about taking the vaccine, and they should be. We can't trust the president uh, and take his word and take a vaccine that might cause harm to us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. Let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well. I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? We will need to have access to the vaccine results so we can make our independent assessment to make sure that Donald Trump's uh, fingerprints are not on it. You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay. Is the vaccine safe? Uh, Frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend to New Yorkers based on the federal government's opinion. And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. Would you trust that vaccine? There's very little that we can trust that comes out of Donald Trump's mouth. We cannot take for granted this process will be free of political influence. I don't trust the president and I don't trust the FDA. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. You're going to say to the American people now, here's a vaccine, it was new, it was done quickly, but trust this federal administration and their health administration that it's safe? I will say that I would not trust Donald Trump. How confident are you in the approval process of the FDA right now? How confident am I? Uh, I'm not that confident. Yes, I would be hesitant, but I'm gonna ask a lot of questions. You're going to need someone other than this FDA and this CDC saying it's safe. All right. So that goes on for about another minute, but I think you get the point. All right. That's where we were a year ago. That's how people were talking about the vaccine. The most prominent supporters of the vaccine in the Democrat Communist Party said last year about the exact same vaccine that they did not believe it would be safe to take if it came out 
of Donald Trump's doing. So you can see that as just a play for political advantage, right? They just wanted to score political points against Donald Trump. They wanted to make it look like he didn't have the power to get the vaccine out during his administration. And they were simply trying to win the election. We could say that, okay? I think there's something more going on there because they are obviously promoting the hell out of the vaccine at this point. And we saw that the vaccine makers delayed putting out the vaccine until after the election. Did they think at the time that Donald Trump was not going to be able to get the vaccine out at all? They would be able to delay the vaccine would come out on the schedule they had originally planned and they would keep people locked down until that time, which a lot of people say is going to be early 2023. But of course, now they're talking about the FDA giving it full approval in September, which is just absolute obvious medical malpractice on an historic scale. Anyone with eyes and a brain should be able to tell that. They don't push up the FDA timeline by 15 months, 16, 17 months because of the science. All right. That's not what happens. So it's possible that the move was to say that this vaccine wouldn't work. Trump wouldn't get it out and the country wouldn't be reopened. And then they could just go back to their normal plan. And if you are one of those people that thinks this is not happening on a planned timeline, I, I really don't know what to tell you. It's impossible for me to respect your intelligence if you believe that. All right. These plans are written out by the people in charge of implementing the plans. Okay. This is in the Johns Hopkins Spars pandemic document. They did that. Klaus Schwab. The Great Reset Plan, this is that. Nancy Pelosi, had, there was a little clip of her talking today. She said, build back better about the infrastructure package for the human infrastructure, like four times in two minutes. That's Boris Johnson. That's Emmanuel Macron. That's Angela Merkel. All of the global reset countries, all of the countries involved in this are saying build back better. They are all part of the plan, the same plan, okay? It's written out. You can read it. There's a reason why they're all saying build back better, and it's not because they thought, oh, yeah, you know what? That's so clever. Isn't it amazing that we all came up with the same idea? What a coincidence, all right? And we know what the Global Reset Plan is for. If you don't know what it's for, go ahead and read it. Read the Spars Pandemic document. It's there. No one's hiding it from you. It's a matter of your own motivation and how much you care. So knowing that they did not want society open, they did not want the vaccine out. It would make sense that they were talking about it that way, right? If Donald Trump can't get that vaccine across the finish line before he leaves office, then there's no vaccine coming. They simply blame Trump. They say that he messed up the entire vaccine process. Maybe he even set it back further 
And then they keep us locked down for two years or three years or 10 years. But it didn't work. Trump got it across the finish line. And now they are reeling. Now they are trying to figure out how to navigate the landscape as it exists now. Because the landscape as it exists now is not the one they planned for. Okay? That is because they lost that battle in the information war. So let's see where the vaccine stands right now. This is CDC director and idiot and communist Rochelle Walensky. But what about uh, all the fully vaccinated people who get the breakthrough infection? Can they pass it on? Could they pass it on to their children? Could they pass the virus on to older people, especially more vulnerable people with the underlying health conditions? And that's exactly the point that we made in our guidance. So, yes, they can with the Delta variant. And that was the reason that we changed our guidance last Tuesday. Um, Our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it. But what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. The vaccine, we find out, cannot prevent transmission. The Delta variant, oh, it'll still keep you safe enough. You're not going to die. You're not going to get really sick. I mean, you might, but we're going to say for now that you're not going to. They have lied at every single step in the process. And now they are saying clearly, okay, in no uncertain terms, the vaccine cannot prevent transmission. And if the vaccine cannot prevent transmission, then the vaccine doesn't do anything in terms of getting to herd immunity. And if the vaccine cannot help in getting to herd immunity, then what can the vaccine do? They're saying it prevents severe disease and death. We know for a fact that's not true. It's just not true. They also do not have any ability to distinguish the Delta variant. No ability. Okay? They are analyzing viral material from coronaviruses. People could be getting the same cold around the country. And they're just classifying this coronavirus as Delta. That's all they're doing. They're getting a handful of samples from each state. And they're saying, oh, yep, it looks like the Delta variant. I guess everybody has the Delta variant. And if everybody has the Delta variant, then who knows what the vaccine can do? It's like a whole new virus. They already tried that trick on you last year, commies. I know you were dumb enough to fall for it then, and you're definitely dumb enough to fall for it now. But come on, wake up, commies. They don't know the difference between the coronavirus and the flu from these tests. You think they know the difference between OG COVID and the Delta variant or Delta plus or super triple Lambda. Do you understand what your ignorance is doing to society commies? No, of course you don't because you don't know anything about society. You literally don't know anything that the television doesn't tell you over and over and over and over again. So what's next, right? If the vaccine doesn't prevent transmission and it can't get us to herd immunity, then aren't we basically back at step one? 
Aren't they acting like we're back at step one? We got to lock down. We got to mask up. And you know what? You need another shot. Turns out the shot we gave you, well, that's not enough because now we've got Delta. And then we'll have Lambda. That's if we survive Delta Plus. So we're right back to step one. They're going to have to come up with an entirely new vaccine. Oh, they've already produced the booster shot because it's the same. And now they're just going to make more people take it, they think. Or just give people a lot more of the problem. How does any person in this country know that the Delta variant is not just the common cold being made more severe through antibody-dependent enhancement from the vaccine. Nobody can say that's not true. Definitely not Rochelle Walensky. Not that she would anyway. They're trying to get back to step one because they want to be at step one. Step one is what allows them to continue the global reset plan for as long as they need to. They are trying to break the backs of societies because that was the plan. It's in the plan. All right. I've been reading Klaus Schwab, the Nazi and communists. Little playbook. COVID-19, the great reset. They want rich countries to be decimated because they have big ideas about what the future will hold. And if you're listening to this and you're not a billionaire, then what the future holds for you is being one of what Klaus Schwab calls the many, you know, the normal folks. The people who are actually the slaves to people like Klaus Schwab. And every single day we can see the media, we can see the university people, we can see the tech companies, we can see the Democrat communist politicians every single day failing and flailing and trying to find what the next piece of the narrative will be. What will finally convince everybody To do what we need them to do. There is nothing. They already lost the information war. The country does not believe them anymore. There's no turning around from that. Okay. Ted Cruz was on the floor of the Senate yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. I saw it last night. Talking about how the CDC has completely disgraced itself. That no one trusts them anymore. Ted Cruz is saying that on the Senate floor. You think it's not true for the public? Ted Cruz could have said that nine months ago, and we'd all be in a much better position now. But Ted Cruz is a politician, and Rand Paul is a politician. And while they're saying some of the right things now, they weren't then, all right? Which doesn't mean that they are completely off the team, but they're highly suspect. Regardless, consider the narrative shift necessary for them to even be saying the things they are saying. He straight up said on the Senate floor that no one trusts the CDC anymore and that they should not. And he's exactly right. No one does trust them. Their entire thing is falling apart. You're watching it fall apart. 
Stop pretending that the things they're doing are an exercise of real power. The things they're doing are an exercise of real fear because they know that they have lost the information war, but they don't know what losing an information war really is. There's no coming back from it. So how would you expect them to react? How do people react when they are losing, when their ego is being decimated, when the entire picture that they had of what their life to come was, their position in the power structure, their grasp on power, all of that is going away. What do you expect them to do? Of course, they are going to overreact, and it's exactly what they're doing, all right? If you're looking at this stuff through the proper lens, it all makes sense, okay? It doesn't make sense as a governing strategy. It doesn't make sense as a political strategy because they're dooming themselves on both of those levels. Joe Biden is well under 50% now and falling. In fact, listen to Joe Biden right now. So we have to get more people vaccinated. I said, well over, what's the number again? I remind myself, 350 million Americans have already been vaccinated. They're doing fine. 350 million Americans are fully vaccinated. That means every single man, woman, and child in this country is fully vaccinated, plus another mm, roughly 20 million from somewhere else. And yes, they've brought in well over a million illegal immigrants this year, but it's not them because we know they're not vaccinated. And also, if every man, woman and child is already vaccinated, I suppose we don't need the vaccine programs anymore, do we, Joe? But that's not the point. Okay, you can say, yeah, you know, he just misspoke. Did he? Did Joe Biden just misspeak or does he have no clue about anything because his brain is completely consumed with the fact that he is on his last legs? All right. And I'm talking about obviously in life, but I'm not that. But that's not the point. He is running out of time. All right. Joe Biden's little charade as president is coming to a rapid end. Listen to his voice. It is weak. It is slow. He has no idea what he's saying. There is no possibility. That anyone who can focus on the thoughts they're having in their head at the very moment could possibly say that 350 million Americans have been fully vaccinated. All right. That's not a slip of the tongue. He looked down at a piece of paper to try to get the number. He had no idea what the number was. And then he said 350 million. He has no idea what's going on. He has no idea. What's going on? People tell him what to say, and he goes out each day and does his best to repeat it and try to handle everything on the fly with what he knows. And a lot of the times he messes up and then they have another narrative problem to deal with because he said something in direct opposition to the plan. Joe Biden 
is not mentally fit to run anything. Certainly not the presidency of the United States of America. And so thank goodness he's not actually the president. But that is not only the voice of an elderly man suffering dementia. That's the voice of someone who knows that he has been utterly defeated and that everything he has sold his soul and his office for for the last 50 years is about to fall off a cliff. Just today, families of 9-11 victims told Joe Biden to stay away from any September 11th memorial events with those families. They don't want him there. They said, stay away. Don't come to our memorial events. Because he's not releasing the files on what actually happened on September 11th. Because he doesn't think those families deserve to know the truth. And because the truth implicates him and all the people around him in the Uniparty, in the global communist community. So what is he going to do? Joe Biden's going to have his own special September 11th event. He is going to ignore the request of the 9-11 families because he doesn't care what they think. He cares about projecting the image that he cares, that he's really the president, that he's got everything under control. But he doesn't have anything under control. He'll be lucky if he's still president on September 11th, honestly. The country has realized what's going on. And they're going to realize it even more next week. Because Mike Lindell is coming with the Cyber Symposium, and he has it. I am certain of that. And if I'm wrong, well, I apologize. Do your best to discern what I'm saying, whether or not you can trust me, whether or not you can trust what you know about what happened. We are supposed to still be getting the preliminary report about the Arizona audit today. Don't know if it's going to happen. Maybe it'll happen Monday. Hopefully it'll happen today. We need some headlines and it would be a great thing to drop before the weekend so that the mainstream media cannot mess with that narrative. I mean, of course, they're going to try to cover it up no matter what. And they're going to start shutting people down left and right on social media. Twitter just blocked Trump's spokeswoman, Liz Harrington, today. But Wisconsin's getting their audit going. Pennsylvania's getting their audit going. We're going to get the Arizona result one way or another. And then Lindell's coming with the cyber symposium next week. How long are people going to pretend that the claim that there's no evidence makes any sense? They've never looked at the evidence. All right. These people have never bothered finding out whether or not the people on television are telling them the truth because the people on television just tell them, oh, well, the Trump appointed judges say no. And Bill Barr says no. And Chris Krebs says no. And Trump appointed all of them. So they must be on Trump's team, but they're more on America's team. They're telling the truth. And they believe that because all they need to know is that their team thinks something, that that's a lockdown argument for everything in the world. 
Oh, well, yeah, see, even someone on their team says it's true. But here's the thing, commies. Those people aren't on our team. They were never on our team. And then people are like, well, Trump nominated them. Well, yes, he did, okay? Think about this this way, all right? If you were operating from a position of power and you wanted to know what people's true motivations are and were, and you really needed to know for certain, how would you find that out? Well, you could ask other people for their advice, and those people would give you good advice or bad advice. And if you took their advice, you would find out eventually whether or not it was good or bad. And then you would know something about the person giving you the advice. If they gave you good advice, you'd be like, you know what? I think I can trust that person. If they give you bad advice, and you can see clearly that they should have known they were giving you bad advice, well, your response is, I guess that person has shown me who they are. Imagine repeating that process over and over and over and over and over again. And knowing the whole time that you are operating from a position of such confidence and power that you actually aren't bothered if the decision, if the advice goes wrong for you because you trust that you will be able to properly respond to it. All right. I look at what Donald Trump has done over the last five years as a almost infinite decision tree. Okay. Like it's basically always a choose your own adventure book. And it doesn't matter which direction you choose. You're able to operate on either branch of the decision tree. Okay. So he put someone like Bill Barr there. Did Bill Barr do his job properly for what Donald Trump wanted him to do? I don't know right now. We will find out. But I do know that Donald Trump planned for it either way. And the people close to Donald Trump planned for it either way. They were perfectly fine to go down either path. And the only way to know is by allowing people to decide for themselves and choose for themselves who they will be, all right? So that Chris Hayes story that he's been obsessed with this week about how Donald Trump had this guy named Jeffrey Clark write a letter to be signed off on by the acting attorney general and the acting deputy attorney general. This is during Jeffrey Rosen's period after the election. Jeffrey Clark wanted them to sign off on this letter that would be sent out to multiple states, asking them to call their legislature into session and review the election because they have extensive evidence of election fraud. Trump put Jeffrey Rosen in the position where he would have to make that sort of decision, and Jeffrey Rosen failed to act. That means that Trump knows something about Jeffrey Rosen and Jeffrey Rosen is now clearly on the other side. So he learned something there. Now, following this process, rather than forcing your own plan through, is more time consuming. You have to be more patient and more calculating and more adaptable if the risk you take doesn't come up on the right side for you. 
But you can be open to doing that if you are confident in your position. And if one of your goals is trying to expose every single person who's on the wrong side of the fence. All right. And this is something Trump wasn't going to be able to do through the first term. And he would also know that he couldn't be successful in a second term if he didn't get all of these people out of there because they would continue undermining the administration the same way they did from 2017 to the beginning of this year. And this is the sort of thing that you can see in stark relief when it comes to somebody like Mike Pence. Now, a lot of people think that Mike Pence was doing what he should do as a benefit to the Trump team by allowing the fraudulent election to go through. Others think that Mike Pence is a traitor. I am more on the side that Mike Pence is a traitor. You will find out. But one way or another, Mike Pence was forced to make that decision for himself. And in making that decision, Donald Trump and the people close to him are able to see quite clearly who Mike Pence is. And that is an absolutely critical piece of information. All right. If Mike Pence did the right thing and then other people delayed it, then Mike Pence would be off the hook for his decision. Well, hey, you know, I did the right thing, but I knew these other people were going to do the wrong thing. So it was actually no risk on my side. Right. Mike Pence could have been in that position. Instead, Mike Pence is in the position he's in because he made that decision. And now we know. How do you expose every single person, right? You have to give them an opportunity to show you who they are. And the process we've watched unfold over these last nine months since the election, and you could argue obviously much longer, that has allowed us to see all of that. That is invaluable information, especially in the context of a potential second Trump term. And how does Donald Trump have the confidence and the knowledge to be able to engage a process like that? Well, because they have planned to. Donald Trump has put the infrastructure legally in place through executive orders to be able to handle all of this stuff and to watch the election and to punish those who coordinated with our foreign adversaries to try to take away the United States of America completely. Again, information war, right? They write their plans about what they want to do. And then they disseminate those plans to the cultural elites so that they can all argue the benefit of those plans to the public. Again, information war, right? The public has to be on their side for them to win the information war. And if they win the information war in the way they expected to, then the entire society complies and submits, and then they can push their plan all the way. But that's not what happened. Because when you publicize a plan like that, your opposition actually has the opportunity to know what your ultimate goal is, and then to map out what steps you're taking to get there and respond to them. 
So if Donald Trump knows all along what they want to do, then he can plan for every little bit of it. And so to all the people that think there is no plan here, how can you think that? The enemy has a plan and they tell everyone about it. Are we just supposed to expect that Donald Trump is so stupid and so feckless that he doesn't plan a response? He doesn't plan a series of responses? There's no plan on the other side. If there's no plan, how is the country still talking about the stolen election? How's Mike Lindell about to go out next week and show the country the proof of the stolen election? There was never any plan. People were literally in the election centers recording what was going to happen. Cold Monkey Z just told you that this week. He showed you information from a whistleblower that was there contemporaneously recording the election as it happened in real time. There's no plan. Donald Trump doesn't know that this stuff happened. Donald Trump didn't know that happened while he was in office. Some random whistleblower just came out of the woods after nine months and was like, you know, I got to talk to that code monkey Z guy. Hey, guys, that's not how it happened. There's no plan. And look at where Mike Lindell is right now. Last night, Anderson Cooper 360. Oh, it's 360. He's got the whole thing under wraps. You want to know who knows everything? Pfft. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper has some jackass CNN reporter go out and talk to Mike Lindell and then go out and talk to other people who could undermine Mike Lindell's case. And so they put up this nine minute long segment on CNN where they are essentially just advertising the cyber symposium. So thank you, CNN. You've convinced probably eight or nine commies that they don't need to worry about it at all. And that's what their segment was designed to do. What an absolutely rock-dumb, child-brained, communist, stupid plan. Tell everybody about the thing you don't want them to look at. They advertised the cyber symposium, thinking that they were going to make it just too toxic. Oh, no serious person is going to take this seriously, because we told them that Mike Lindell is wrong. We had 24 cyber experts look at one page of his data and then respond to it based on the nothing that they know. Oh, it's just random data. He cannot possibly have what he says he has. This is just a trick. Mike Lindell, what a big dumb oaf. He can't possibly have what he says he has. Because election experts say that can't happen. And we visited with a county clerk in Michigan, in Delta County, Michigan, of all places. And she had information. They audited three precincts in the county. Did they audit all of them? No, but they audited three. So you can trust them. They audited three and their audit consisted of looking at a batch of votes and seeing if the computer read that batch of votes properly. What a thorough audit. That That's open and shut. There's no way Lindell has what he has. 
You can you can make up anything. Who can? No, you can't. You, this you, is where you are, no, this you are is just where, going to have no, no, a no, demonstration. No, 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 no. no. This room. is where you're wrong. We're giving it to all the. We're giving it to the cyber people that show up. We're going to give them each state. Here's a state, Georgia. They can take it How apart. You could possibly be the victim of a scam here. Well, then why don't you come to the symposium and make $5 million? Are you worried about me? We should give a hug. You're worried about, oh, Mike? Oh, God bless you. Here's what we're worried about. We're worried that what you are doing is mistakenly or deliberately destroying the confidence in the legitimate elected president of the United States and fostering what could be you real know damage to this country? I never said anything country. bad about Biden or the Democrats. You ever? Have, you have never. You wrong. have through this through this no, investigation. No, I have not. You pull it up. This, you're lying now. You're lying. Mike, I said the Democrats warned us. No, you're lying. No, I said the Democrat that, Party warned you're us saying that Joseph Biden was what? illegitimately elected. I'm saying that China did an attack on our country and that the and that wrong the election, person won. That's right. The people who have watched your video believe what you say. 100% over If you're wrong, isn't that very dangerous? But I, yes, but I'm not wrong. I've checked it out. I've spent millions. You need to trust me and come there. Lindell is fantastic. Come on, give me a hug. Oh, you're worried about me. You're worried about me. That's so sweet. Mike Lindell is absolutely confident, all right? I said this in the uh, piece I wrote last week. Despite what you might think, Mike Lindell believes 100% that he has what he says he has. And he believes that with very good reason because he has a team of actual cyber experts who have been going through this for months and months and months. And the truth is they were probably working on this stuff before the election too, because this isn't the first time it's happened. And he even mentions in there, the Democrats said this can happen too. And they did. They said it over and over and over and over because they thought, well, what if, what if Trump ends up winning? Then we have to be able to call it cheating somehow like we did in 2016. And so they're all on record. Kamala Harris, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar. They're on HBO's Kill Chain documentary. That's been on HBO streaming for well over a year. Anybody can see it. They've said it before. They know it's possible. CNN's entire argument depends on them saying even the Republicans say so these experts we've talked to say it's impossible for you to have that data the county clerk says it's impossible for these machines to connect to the internet even though Kamala Harris and Amy Klobuchar and Elizabeth Warren and many others say that they do connect to the internet because they do connect to the internet and honestly everybody knows that how can anyone deny all the things that they used to believe? It didn't get debunked. And then, of course, they have to top it off with Anderson Cooper making faces and expressing his dismay about how sad it is that anyone could be so stupid and misled. Yeah, I trust him. Uh, Drew Griffin joins us now. Do you have any reason to believe that now after months of this? I mean, he has never offered proof of anything and there is no proof and it's been debunked it's like his support for sham remedies i mean he has a history 
and it just the conversation as you could tell anderson goes round and round in circles and i'm telling you after our discussion i'm not convinced mike lindell understands how voting works period let alone that he has proof of a massive voting conspiracy and like you say, he, he claims to have all these super secret sources, but he never shows those sources, never shows their proof. There's very good reason to believe all of this is linked to recycled conspiracy theories from the past, all completely discredited. Lindell says, no, this is new. He's paid millions to check it out. But, you know, as we've seen so far, it just does not hold up. It is hilarious to me that people still think this like super secret sources argument holds any water. Lindell's not showing them the proof. Why would he? How does that play to his advantage at all? He can let them call him a liar all day and all night for eight months. And he doesn't care because their words don't hurt him. He's not concerned what the communists think of him. And that is what they're really tortured about. They believe that they should be able to shut down anybody at any time because that's what used to always work. Everybody who believed the truth was marginalized. And by the way, five years ago, I was on that side. I used to tell people, oh, come on, that's a conspiracy. There's no way that's true because I didn't believe it could be true. Not because I checked it out and knew it wasn't true. And that was my responsibility. Okay, that's my fault. I should have been more open to those ideas, but it just didn't seem possible. And I was listening to the experts. I found out I was wrong. Everybody is going to have that moment or they won't. And their brain will just simply break. And that's going to happen, too. But if you actually try to find the truth, you'll find that it is the exact opposite of what the communists on the news say all the time. They were broken by the fact that Trump won because they were guaranteed that couldn't happen. And everything since then has been the communists trying to play catch up to get back ahead in the information war that they know they have lost. And how do you know they've lost? Because what used to be believed by 5 or 10% of the country, people who were open-minded and doing the work, even though they were being insulted and disrespected all the time, including by me, I'm saying that. But they were right. And now over 50% of the country knows it. And there's no coming back from that. The information war has been decided. They lost. There's no turning around for them. It is just going to be more flailing and more emoting and more screaming and more insanity until it finally stops. And it's going to stop when they have fully realized they're defeated and when people start actually getting punished for what they've done. And it's all coming because Mike Lindell has it and the good side has it. They have everything. And once they have everything and once the people know who's telling the truth after that, nothing can stop what is coming. I'll be back on Monday at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never 
be president. Goodbye! Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Please follow the podcast on Instagram and Parlor at I'm Your Moderator. Soon I'll be up on Rumble with a video aspect. In the meantime, if you'd like to support the show, I have a Substack, I'm Your Moderator.substack.com, where you can donate, or you can donate at anchor.fm by searching Be Reasonable with your moderator, Chris Paul. I hope to see you soon. Back out on the rain. Backing as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range.